0: Real Talk brought to you by KCRAR. I'm Bobby Howe.
1: And I'm Alex Garing. Bobby, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing fine. Why are you whispering? I don't know. Is I'm- it because I barked? <laughs> <It's> okay,
0: <though. laughs> so let's see. So the last podcast we had, I was talking about the very next day I was having ear surgery
1: right I yeah think i talked about that yes you did you mentioned it maybe I, you just mentioned it off the air who knows hey everybody bobby had ear surgery
0: so i had ear surgery on july 2nd and it has been nothing but complications since then so mm. it's amazing so i had a cyst behind my ear that had grown to the size of a grape i'd let it get a little too large apparently um doctor said it's one of the largest ones he's ever seen but he was able to get it out no big deal um, 24 hours after my surgery, the lobe on my ear was still numb. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just still the local, you know, they put me under a general anesthesia, uh-huh. but, you know, local also. And 48 hours later, it's July 4th, it's still numb. And I'm like, what the heck? So I call my doctor on that Friday and come to find out it's possible that I will never get feeling back in my ear lobe did ever. they hit a
1: nerve when they, they...
0: They cut a nerve, actually. Oh, my god! Um, they said normally the, the if it was going to be numb, it would go down into my neck and not normally up into my lobe. So and he didn't remember seeing a branch nerve up there, but obviously something went wrong. And we'll know at the six-month point if I'll ever have feeling back in my ear again. And then I've How had, do you
1: feel about, like, well, how does that, so, I mean, you're smiling right now, but what does that, how does that make you feel that you might not ever feel your earlobe again?
0: Well, I, I don't even know. Like, it's just, it's funny to me because we've had a, um, just a comedy of errors in our lives recently. Like, there was one week where every single day something went wrong. We ordered all new windows and doors for our house from Lowe's, and literally every single product is wrong. Hmm. Not one piece is right, (laughs) and then it was like the next day I discovered about my ear, and then the next day I discovered someone had did a hit and run on the side of my car. Oh gosh! Yeah, I just had like you've
1: had like a horrible month.
0: So I'm just laughing about it at this point. No, that was all within one week. All within a week. It was all within five days. So I'm just laughing about it because I don't know what else to do. And then I've had a series of complications since then. uh, My, this there's a bunch of other nerves growing back that are painful. As opposed, there's half my ear is in pain, half my ear is numb. And they had an abscess grow in. I'm on Vicodin and um, all the antibiotics in the world. And so I've had, like, almost a month's worth of antibiotics. So my body is
1: just... Wow. It's
0: it's funny to me at this point because what else am I going to do? I mean... So I don't want
1: to make light of your situation, but... I am. It's fine. I, <laughs> but, <laughs> it's fine. Like, what do you think about people who, like, might not ever smell again or anything? Yeah. And, like, you've got all of the memories that are attached to right. scents and everything. Do you have a bunch of memories that are attached to the feeling of your earlobe that... None. Like, you're just... <laughs>
0: Someone was someone's really worried, like, maybe I have an ear fetish. And I was like, nope, we're no, good. No. I have no issues there. So the only thing that's really awkward is trying to put in earrings because you can't, like, I'm just oh. so used to putting in earrings that just you just find the pole and you stick it in. You might pierce like, I have yourself to, like, again. I have to seriously, like, stare into a mirror to figure out where it goes because I can't feel it anywhere. And oh. then the other thing is, is drying my hair or using a flat iron. I have to be really careful. I don't burn myself because I won't feel the sensation oh, yeah. of it being on my ear. It's fine. Things
1: it's just, you just don't think about. Well, and we take just, for granted the feeling in our left lobe. Well, and I think the thing lobe.
0: was that it did not seem normal for me that um, that no one told me that this was like a possibility. Like, hey, you might lose feeling in your ear if we do this surgery. Right, and the other part of it is a bunch of friends wanted to um, know if it was like a doctor pimple popper thing, like they like they wanted video of this.
1: Oh, and oh like yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, like yeah. the, the,
0: the, there's a mommy Ugh. obsession with this, and I think it's disgusting. Super and I don't gross. need to watch it. It's okay, um, but they all wanted video of this, and so I was talking to the doctor, and he like started making vomiting sounds. He was like, "This is one of the most disgusting things I ever see, saw come off of a body." There's no way I would have done a video of it, <laughs> and then he made like a puking sound, and I was like, "It's my body we're talking about. It's okay." <sighs> oh. So what's been going on with you? Anything exciting? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing that exciting. Oh, come we uh on now. We w well, I so I am going through the process of buying and selling a home right now. <gasps> oh. So we, we actually, I don't know if you remember, um, I had mentioned that there was a new build that mm-hmm. had uh, an air freshener in it uh-huh. that had the what I call the HUD scent. Okay. Um, and so we ended up buying that house. Oh. I'm kind of excited about it. I'm kind of pumped. And so then I had to, uh, obviously, we put our house on the market and, um, just had like all of the. This is the first time I've sold my was, own home. I was surprised. This is the first
0: is, time you've done this since you've been a realtor. It is. It is. It's and this different, is isn't it?
1: Such an important experience. I yes. feel like and I, I've caught myself doing all of the things that I get kind of annoyed with my clients for yep. doing. Like so, our uh, the service that we use to monitor our online activity is called ListTrack. Okay. And I really love ListTrack. I think it's baller. It's right. super cool. Um. The problem with it is that Zillow is always three or four days behind in reporting their data. Okay. So... Like I got super frustrated because I kept on looking at the list track report and I didn't know how many people were looking at Zillow and how many people had saved it on Zillow. So I had to keep on going on Zillow and checking like how many views Zillow. we had and all the saves and right. everything. And
0: Because all your data was not in one place. Because
1: all my data was not in one place and I was super frustrated. Um, and then like I had a kind of a learning experience because my wife kept on asking me all sorts of questions. Right and i'm thinking oh gosh are these all of the questions that my clients want to be asking me but they're not thinking about asking me and right. like so it's it's really caused me to reevaluate a lot of things in the way that i uh work with listings so was
0: well, so it every time i buy and sell and we move which you know is right now it's like 5 to 10 years we're the we're average Makes me think that every realtor should sell their house and move every five to ten years, just to go through you, the experience. Just to go through the experience, so you know what your consumer is yeah. going through. All the little stresses here and there, all the things that we just take for granted because we do it every day. But it's so much different when you're actually the one in the trenches, for sure. Versus just telling someone else about the trenches and
1: the emotions that you're going through, mm-hmm. all of the different things that are frustrating, the ways that you perceive the other side. Right. Like that's been really interesting. Mm-hmm. It it's been it's been a good. So do you have your own experience. personal
0: home under contract? We're moving yeah, towards it's closing. Well,
1: sold within six days and i was freaking out on day two i was so mad on right. day two when i was still on the why market why don't i have
0: 18 why? offers <laughs> exactly. yes
1: we we got listed it. it like the hottest week of the year you know and i'm right. all mad about uh it was high quality activity right quality activity right no looky lose out there yep. when it's 108 degrees or whatever it was so that's awesome so yeah. you got under
0: contract you're happy we're moving yep. towards closing
1: yeah we're, we're all good. right yep. fingers crossed yeah feeling good
0: feeling good i like it that'd be great all right so i think we should have a fun fact every day all right that's my personal belief i always have fun facts every day and amber our amazing producer dug up an amazing fun fact for us and i really feel like we need to share it with our listeners
1: amber i know
0: she's like what did i do so she let us know that the day that this um podcast airs it's harry potter's birthday are you a harry potter fan i anyway? am okay oh, good oh, oh. Yeah, always okay oh, yeah. here my kindred spirit okay yeah. we're good here because my little boy alex has started watching the new harry potter or not the new harry potter we were working we watched through one and um he's really excited about it and we're, we're in the middle of number two right now um so we're really excited but i so I was, how old is alex again uh alex is six he'll be six. seven the end of september so. so i
1: read the first one when i was seven as Kay. well
0: yeah. all right so he will start reading the books that's good perfect yeah that going on yeah. um and so I, I went back, and I dug, and I was like, all right, well, what's his birth year? His birthday is July 31st, 1980, which would make him 39 today. Jeez. That seems insane. He's so aged. Right? I'm He's older case. than you. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. But anyways, I just thought that was really curious. We you know we're very big Harry Potter fans in our family. We got – um the hogwarts hallmark tree topper this year which so my husband has one christmas tree that is all hallmark star wars ornaments and we have um the death star tree topper it's got a, a remote to it and it plays um two songs um death march and I can't, imperial i'm gonna get it wrong it's fine whatever i'm just Screwing up my Star Wars stuff right now. It's fine. Um, anyways, it plays two songs. It's all, we have like about 97 Hallmark ornaments on that tree, and it's just Star Wars. Wow. That's it. There's even a light-up uh, tree skirt that's got Star Wars and. Um, there's a uh, Darth Vader and Luke having a sword battle at their lightsaber battle at the bottom. You it's,
1: know, and I, it's I'm going to say this nerd. delicately, but that seems like a little much. <laughs> Just-
0: no, no, it's a lot much. Okay, it's the it has become the big tree in our house is now the it started as a small tree. Now it, there's so much it's moved over to the and he started his collection when we started dating, so it dates it dates us back to 1997. So it's fine. Then there's a small tree that Alex and I have and we share. And I've had I got an ornament every single year when I was growing up. My mom would buy me a Hallmark ornament every year. I've continued the same thing with him well now it's going to need to get larger now that we have this huge hogwarts tree topper to put on it so we're going to have dueling tree toppers this wow. year apparently uh, is it going to be
1: on a remote too
0: it is has a oh, remote and wow. the remote is the um, the school emblem charty thing is what it looks like the with all four houses in it and the h in the middle it's what cool. the remote looks like <laughs> it's on, we're total nerds all right um Let's see. I'm, we're supposed to tell you something. to um, so tell me so. Tell we're oh, supposed who's... to tell you something, I think, about like, I think we have an email address or something now. Oh, did you know that? No. We have an email address so you can reach out and you can talk
1: to Do you to know us. how official that makes us? I know. We have an email address, we Bobby.
0: Woo! So, that's exciting. All right. That was very loud. That was, that was really was, loud. I loved that's it. Too close. All right. So we have, if you guys, our listeners, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, if you, hell, if you want to come on the air, Reach out to us. Let us know. Um, our email is at com. It's pretty basic and simple. I mean, you really can't mess it up. Real talk, R-E-A-L-T-A-L-K, at com.
1: I'm really excited to read some of these emails on the air. I
0: know. I know. If we get some interesting ones, we'll read them.
1: Yep. It's going to happen.
0: But we're not guaranteeing we'll read whatever you write. So no. That's, yeah. Don't, don't be writing us really creepy stuff and then thinking, oh, they're, they have to read it now.
1: Okay. Can I tell you, this is totally off topic. Oh, I love off but topic. But you just said- guarantee in a way that I like because you said guarantee Guarantee? and when I first got started in real estate I was trying to come up with like different like catchphrases Mm -hmm. and stuff and one of the ones that I came up with was I guarantee it or something along those lines yes because my last name is Garing. that was a bad idea Uh and my wife told me no I have a good wife
0: you do have a good wife (laughs) I like her She's very smart. She keeps you in your place. as she all does. good wives do. She is solid. She is solid. I like that. Um, let's see. What else do we have going on this morning? Um, mm. Book bit. I have a book bit.
1: Oh. Don't I always have a book bit? You always have a book bit. You don't probably even have to prepare a book bit. I bet you could just like think of a book and rant on it.
0: I probably could, but I still like to prepare ahead of time. That's good. That's it. That's it. It seems like you. It seems like you're me. a
1: preparer.
0: As my husband says, I'm a I'm a goody two shoes. I always do the right thing. Good for you. No, some days it's not always good for me. <laughs> it's fine. All right.
1: What's your book bit for the day? Do we have a song? Do we have Do things? do 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 Bobby's book bit.
0: Casey it's fine I feel like that wasn't right but that's fine, I'm it tired. Was fine. It was good. okay so today's book is actually it's a really I, I did an old book um recently too and I did um how to win Fl- how to win friends and influence people with Dale Carnegie and so I was like I'm gonna go old school again I'm gonna choose another really old book this book's actually from 1937 and it sold 70 million copies um and gets compared to Harry Potter's 50 million, which actually was already in my research before you told me it was Harry Potter's birthday. And I was like, it's all going together. I love it. Um, so it's <gasps> Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And it still has a lot of concepts that are still valid and that we still use today. And it's just a compilation of the 13 most common habits of the wealthy and successful people. And Napoleon Hill had studied over 500 people um, over a 20-year time frame, and he used all that research to create this book. So Hmm. um, the quote from the book that I really like is, the starting point of all achievement is desire. Keep this constantly in mind. Weak desire brings weak results, just as a small fire makes a small amount of heat. Wow. And I can really think of a, a lot of people that tell me they want something, but they don't actually do anything to go achieve it, which shows me they have a weak desire, so they're going to get those weak results. Because you can say you want something all till the cows come home, but until you actually put that into action and go do the things. It's just words. Just like a small fire puts off a small amount of heat when you're freezing in your house because you don't have heat in the winter. I don't know.
1: So- <laughs> How do you build that desire?
0: I think it, it did. Well, actually, some of the stuff um, that the three things I learned in the book, mm-hmm. I think, actually, will kind of actually. Good job, Alex. You're like you were totally. You didn't know that you were like leading into that. Good job. Um, the first one is to use auto suggestion to build an unshakable belief in yourself, and that goes back to the idea that affirmations and telling yourself something over and over again. Um, Makes it possible to get those ideas into your subconscious. You know, I know people are like, oh, affirmations. I don't want to do affirmations. Those are so dumb. It's, it, you know, you get the flashbacks to the Stuart Smalley from Saturday Night Live, which might be outdating you because you're such a small, you're such a young kid. It's fine. Um, anywho, um, but affirmations, talking to yourself, telling yourself, you can do this, you can do this, it will activate your RAS and it gets into your subconscious. And that's the first step to doing it. And the next one is be stubborn and always stick to your decisions. I actually had lunch with a friend yesterday and actually gave this exact quote and was talking about this exact concept to her yesterday because she's kind of struggling with some stuff. And it was lack of determination is the most common reason for long-term failure. Millionaires make decisions and then they just stick to them. So once you make a decision, just stick to it. See it all the way out. It might end up being a failure, but you'll learn from it. Mm -hmm. But there's no way you will ever achieve what you want to unless you actually stick to the decision you made and see it all the way out. And then the third thing from the book is, and I love this concept. He actually created the concept, joining a mastermind group to accelerate your learning. So back in 1937, mastermind groups weren't a thing. And now today, you, everywhere you look, there's mastermind groups of people getting together. And he designs a mastermind as a coordination of knowledge and effort of two or more people who work towards a definite purpose in the spirit of harmony. Um, there's always a surplus from sharing your experiences, ideas, and skills that could never be achieved if each person worked on their own. So just the concept of masterminds and getting people together. So good. Book I really bit. love that book bit. So
1: it's a solid book bit.
0: Yeah. So all right, so we probably ought to bring on our guest. Who are we talking about today? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're gonna bring on one of my dear friends um, from the National Association. His name is Nobu Hata, and he is the National Association's Director of Digital Engagement or something to that effect. I don't know if we have his it's his official title, something like that. And he's gonna talk to us about some smart home technology because well, Nobu's just like the smartest person I've ever met. He was a former realtor. Um in minneapolis and then took a job for the national association moved to chicago um and then his wife who'd never been a realtor she became a realtor and she's actually one of the top realtors in all of chicago um and she uses a lot of the things that nobu taught her about real estate so he's just cool a, he's a genius and i'm pretty excited for him to talk to us today
1: so bobby do you have any smart home tech in your house
0: uh, so we have, we have a Nest thermostat and we have ring doorbell and two, uh, ring floodlights so that at any point in time awesome. I can know exactly what's going in and out of my house. And then we have a whole bunch of Alexas that he likes to talk to and tell her to play music.
1: Yeah. We've, we've gone a little bit crazy too. So we've got a Nest thermostat, the ring doorbell. We got a smart lock, which oh. has been awesome. Oh, we're
0: getting, ours is getting ready to get installed when Lowe's stops messing up our front door
1: and we can it's, actually install it. It is brilliant to mm-hmm. have. It's really cool. And then we, we went crazy with Hue lights. So my okay. wife had to oh. put the kibosh on the Hue lights. I've yeah. got too many Hue lights. I wanted to replace everything with Hue lights, uh-huh. and she said no. Oh, she's good. She
0: is good. Tell I tell you. you, she's really good. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have Hue lights too, but we bought those like two years ago. And we still haven't installed them. They're still just ah, in the box. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And then we have all like all of the Alexas. Yeah, like all of them. Too, too, too many. She's tracking We've got us. one in, like in every every yeah. room. They know, Amazon knows every conversation that my wife and I probably have.
0: Yep. Just pretty scary. It's scary, scary. They know when we fight. That's why they send us chocolates. No,
1: I'm <laughs> just, just start shipping chocolates start sh- to us.
0: Oh, they were fighting. Someone needs something. All right. Well, let's go get Nobu. And Nobu's going to be. Just so you guys know, um, we're Nobu's calling in. He's not here in Kansas City. So we're Sadly, not really
1: going to go get him.
0: We're not. Well, I would like to go get him. Nobu's my friend. Um, but <laughs> so he'll be uh, calling in. So you may notice a difference in the quality. You may not. Hopefully, you guys don't have any idea, and you just thought Nobu was here in Kansas City, and then didn't say hi to any of his friends. It's possible. <laughs> all right let's, let's go, go get, get him. him all right oh we're not gonna get him let's go call him
1: <laughs> whoa bobby what alice what that water bottle oh where'd you, like you this? get the water bottle at that is really neat
0: i love it it's like my favorite thing people ask me about it all the time it's my metal ombre realtor Water bottle, and I got it at the Realtor merch store here at KCRR.
1: The Realtor merch store.
0: Have you not seen the Realtor merch store?
1: Well, I thought they just had signs and stuff.
0: No, 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 no. They've got all kinds of amazing things out there. Things that like you didn't even know you needed. Like what? Like there's this um, keychain that's got 32 gigabyte uh, flash drive just right there in the keychain.
1: Oh, that sounds like a great closing and it's sh- gift. It's
0: shaped like a house.
1: Wow.
0: There's all kinds of blingy pins because we know realtors. They're a very high eye. They love their bling. They love to have all that. There's uh, pepper spray in case, you know, you need to, you know, take somebody down. Smart, Yeah, very safety. It's not Realtor Safety Month yet. However, that's going to be a really good item for everybody to have. Let's see. There's uh, the St. Joseph statues. Have you ever heard about the St. Joe statues? No. Okay. So... It's actually something I've seen work over and over again. It's this little statue that you bury in your yard, I believe at dusk, and then you say a a little prayer. It's non-denominational, but it's Catholic. Um, You bury St. Joseph and you say a prayer, and then supposedly your house sells very quickly afterwards. And I can tell you multiple times, I've had houses that sit on the market for forever, We'd bury a St. Joe, and within the next week, well, all of a sudden, we have a contract out of nowhere.
1: All I have to do is bury a statue of St. Joe, and my hardest listings will sell? Yes. And the Realtor Merch Store can do that for me?
0: Yes. Wow. That's the level that we support our Realtor members at.
1: That's amazing.
0: I love it. It's so So where can fun. we find the
1: Realtor Merch Store?
0: It's located at the KCRAR Leawood
1: office. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, next time I'm around, which I guess is right now, as soon as we're done yeah. here- We're going I'm, shopping. We're going shopping. That's You've it. got to show me around mm-hmm. the merch store- And I'm going to buy some of those St. Joe statues. We're going to sell all the listings. There we go. All the listings. It's going to happen. Sell it. All
0: right. We are back with Kansas City Real Talk brought to you by KCRAR. We're here with our guest, Nobu Hata, who is NAR's uh, Director of Industry Outreach. So, Nobu, tell us a little bit about your role with NAR. What do you do?
2: Oh man! Um, well, as you know, what I'm a, you do? <laughs> <laughs> well as you know, I'm a, I'm a former realtor, former leadership wonk type, um, married to a realtor, and my job right now is to kind of uh, keep tabs with what's happening out in the industry, um, both internally and externally. Uh, the who, what, and keep track of the who, what, and whys of uh, of industry evolution, and to bring that feedback back to NAR and to turn that into um deliverables to association stakeholders you know members brokers and all that other stuff so it's basically talking about what's happening out there and in, in, in ways that realtors and brokers and mls folks can understand and to execute on uh, to kind of lead the change back home
0: so long story short you're just super smart we get it we get well,
2: it you know you said no, it not me, me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so nobu one of the things we wanted to talk with you about today was smart home technology. What are some trends that you're seeing in smart home innovations that might impact the real estate space in years to come?
2: Yeah, just looking at uh, our our data on this stuff, I mean, it, you're seeing kind of a natural evolution in 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 hard good products like locks and cameras and and all that other stuff. So, and and they become cheap. So when you're seeing things like um, like like smart cameras and smart locks available at, at a Walmart at a target at an Apple store sure yeah you know these are all things now that are that uh, normal people normal consumers can have access to this isn't a product of the elite anymore and um, it's it's th- their attachment to the internet basically be me being able to watch my kid for example on an app on my phone is pretty dang amazing um, so those trends now are, are you're seeing in housing almost everywhere with almost everything becoming smart. Um, becoming connected to the internet and accessible almost 24-7 um, uh, to, uh, from anywhere in the world. It's kind of an amazing time to, to to sell that type of product. And you're seeing it now become baked into things like new construction, right? Uh, there are products you can get um, both uh, you know, built into the home um, on the secondary markets as well as an offering. And it's uh, and the big news that broke yesterday, it's now being used as a carrot for uh Real EG and Amazon uh, during their partnership to entice home buyers to use a, a realty agent so um, this is the this is of time right now pretty cool to see all this stuff happening
1: sure do you feel like uh, do you feel like smart home innovations are going to increase the value of homes like even the um, aftermarket improvements that we can make
2: I, I you know I think it it depends on what type of product you're looking at um, you know some, I, I Personally, I don't think a smart lock or anything like that is going to be uh, something that's going to, to sell a home. What I am excited about are things like the um, solar panels um, that, that that Tesla is is uh, is developing, and seeing some of the uh, prototypes, man, they're beautiful. They're uh, they work really well, and when you make a home efficient, not only do you do you add value to it in ways that I don't think we we can fully comprehend as of yet, but you've made the house much more saleable. Which in a time of uh, of increased cost to actually own a home, to buy a home, um, and to maintain it, any any little bit helps. Um, and then on top of that, when you add things like voice control to almost all that stuff, um, when you add convenience and efficiency to to living in a home, um, there's bound to be some saleable and and um, and appreciate appreciative effects on on home values that I don't think we've we've actually even seen the beginnings of yet.
0: So. A lot of the technologies we've talked about so far are the items that are easier to add in to almost any home. Alex mm-hmm. and I were talking before we brought you on. We both have Nest in our house. We both have Ring. Uh, we both have Hue lights. We both have, um, what else are we talking about? I, I had a room. smart
1: lock and I'm oh, devastated yeah. to know that it's not going to impact my home's <laughs> value.
0: <laughs> he's in the middle of his first buy-sell as a realtor right now, Nobu, so he's learning a whole lot of new things.
2: No, um, yeah.
0: yeah, it's totally different when you're in the industry. Yep. Um, so a lot of those are easy to retrofit to an older home. What are some of the newer technologies we're seeing in new construction, or if not, that may not be as easy to retrofit to an older home? What are some of those really fancy new ideas that are out there?
2: Uh, well, you know, it's a really good question. Um, there are almost two ways to go about smart home tech. It's like buying it off the rack and retrofitting a home. I, you know, as you may know, I, I bought, I just bought a hundred year old house and I retrofitted it with off the rack stuff. But mm-hmm. um, where you're seeing a lot of the really cool innovation happening is when it's 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 efficiently um, put together in a package is easy to manage. So instead of having five different apps to control uh, uh, your home, you're going to one place and you're and you're seeing a lot of that happen with the new construction stuff, um, especially when you've got uh, security systems and, and all that other stuff kind of upping their uh, developmental um, uh, capabilities. Um the efficiency and the streamlining is something that uh, you'll see a lot more of in the new construction. So, you know, you're not even going to – it's going to be almost like secondary because that's the idea of what you want technology to do is to kind of fade off into the background so that's it's unobtrusive. Um, and if it's unobtrusive while also leading to more efficiency and streamlining, which a lot of the new construction offerings um, will offer, you, you, you've you made a really good product that uh, that folks will soon to be not able to live without.
0: Very, very good point. And that's the whole point is we want to, I feel like we've driven to this certain point, especially people of our age. And I say our age, meaning us, Alex is much younger than me. And so that's fine.
2: Damn, but,
0: I know, right. Um, but we've already become certain accustomed to a certain level of things just in the short amount of time that smart home technology has been around that like, I can't not have a ring doorbell and ring floodlights. I can't, go backwards from that technology. So you're absolutely right about bringing these things together that makes it so we cannot live without these things. Um, However, we know technology is always changing. Are there any new uh, smart home innovations that were cutting edge a few years ago, but they've kind of already outgrown their popularity and we're really just not seeing them as much as we were, or they've just become so ingrained that they're just there and we don't notice them.
2: Yeah, I think that's more more like it. Um I think what you're what you're seeing a byproduct of especially right now is the, is the effect of data it's having on mm-hmm. on your your day-to-day life. Like I've been shamed by my um <laughs> by my utility companies because I'm I'm less efficient than 80% of my neighbors, right? They don't understand. I get a kid and two dogs and all that other stuff that I need to keep warm and cold. Um, but it's that kind of stuff where it's like you're seeing increased usage of, I mean, to, uh, real-time energy audits, uh, real-time energy savings, air quality monitoring, it's all of that stuff where you're seeing software capabilities of these hard hard products really kind of amp up. And that, that to me is super exciting. Um, so it's really not a not a question of like what's old hat anymore. It's what's being built on top of it. That uh, man, it's 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 our kids, Bobby. That they're yeah. going to be used to this stuff. They're going to be used to being shamed by their <laughs> by their uh, yeah. by the utility companies. They're going to be used to being told by their washer and dryer and the refrigerator that they're, you know, that they're missing pickles and they're being a little less efficient than. Uh, than their neighbors so um, it's that type of stuff that uh, that you'll see a lot more development of as uh, as new home as the smart home tech develops and evolves well,
0: you know it's really funny you say that you're shamed by your util- utility company I get shamed by my utility company on uh, like every other month they send me that letter yep. everybody I talk to they get that letter too so I just think yeah, everyone gets shamed by it anymore. But I think know? you look
2: at the you look at the ramifications of that data, right? I mean, what what happens when you're when you're running your AC a lot harder than most of your neighbors is that the the light the lifespan of that AC unit has actually gone down. And to wake up one day to to your um, you know five years out, ten years out, to your AC to maybe a potential buyer of your home saying, you know, this person has ridden his uh, AC unit hard and fast more than normal over the last five years. You know, the estimate of his lifespan has gone down by a year, two years, yep. three years. And and that is stuff that, man, I don't think we're going to know any of those ramifications of until it hits us in the face.
0: Well, you know, that actually reminds me just last week we were doing a home inspection on a property um, that I have under contract. And the inspector went up in the attic and noticed um, the delta for how hot it was in the attic versus how hot it was outside was a little bit hotter then it should be. And we were talking about ways to monitor that going forward. But we were talking about the ramifications just from it being too hot in the attic will mm-hmm. automatically decrease the lifespan of the shingles by about 50%. And it's those little things that add up. And how can we get that data? How can we use that data to our best knowledge so that we know that we're, what one thing is doing is affecting something else, you know, yeah. that's yeah. those interconnected things.
2: Totally. And that's I think, you know, when we talk about the role of a realtor with all of this stuff, you know, I mean, when I was an agent seven, eight years ago, I was calling utility companies just to get an idea of what's happening and, and uh, with with a potential home that my buyers were buying. Right. Um, but now, you know, the role of the realtor now is to be able to kind of uh, tell a, tell a potential client that, hey, you know what, this is what's happening within the home. Uh, this is how we, you know, while it's operating now, you should probably buy yourself a home warranty. You should b- think about uh, replacing your unit um, that you're going to be inheriting while it works now sooner than you think. Um, it's an exciting time. And and I, yeah. and, the, and the role of a human being to help uh, other human beings kind of analyze this stuff is, 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 is exciting.
0: Well, and you went back, you were talking data earlier, you're talking air quality, and you're, you're in Chicago, and Chicago is very innovative in this. And I remember some reports from Chad Curry and Center for Realtor Technology a few years ago talking about all the different, um, the different devices that are in Chicago that manage the different air quality. Can you, do you know what I'm talking about? Cause I'm not oh, yeah. describing it. Can you, can you describe some of that? Cause I think that was really, really cool when that was being presented a couple years ago.
2: Yeah. And, and a lot of the sensors are actually still active. Uh, it was a partnership that uh, that Chad and, and, and the CRT folks who were ahead of their time really kind of uh, partnered up with. It wasn't just about um, uh, the industry. It was about community and partnering up with uh, with the city of Chicago, with uh, with uh, advocacy groups who were, um, um, you know, who are spearheading a lot of uh, energy efficiency initiatives here in town, um, was was pretty huge. So the sensors are still up there; they're still monitoring air, the air quality that's happening, um, and 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 in real time, being able to uh, to to give the city of Chicago and really anyone else who's wondering about it, kind of the the state of the state of health of uh, of the uh, the the ecosystem that's happening within the city. You know it's it, it, it we're dealing with folks who are walking to work every day they're taking cars i mean it's it uh, the people's health now is such a huge part of of their day-to-day lives that uh, any t- any little bit helps especially when it comes to data and, and the uh, the ability to offer that was was exciting for the for for chad and his group um i'm actually unsure of what's happening with that data now but uh, the relationships that we have are still there um with our technology folks, we're still, still trying to wrap our arms around how that actually matters now in the near term for realtors and our members.
0: And for anybody that had never heard of that, do you remember about how many sensors and it tracked more than just air quality? You remember the other things that it tracked? I'm just blanking right now, and it's oh, okay no, if you don't. It was
2: not just, no, it wasn't just about energy; it was about traffic and and yeah. all that other stuff that was that was pretty awesome. And you're seeing that type of data because you know Internet of Things smart smart tech goes to your car as well. We're a very car based society. Um, and all of that information is also part of this, uh, this this bigger conversation about data and the way we live our lives in, in, in kind of ecosystem, closed bubble ecosystem communities.
0: So we keep saying the word data, data, whatever, it's tomato, tomato. Um, and I think for a lot of people, when they hear that word, they kind of just shut down because there's so much data out there. And it becomes overwhelming, and so much of it gets lost. Are there any ways on how we can get all of this into one repository, or how do we not lose all the things that are coming at us because it's just
2: noise? Well, I, you know, that's—it's funny that you bring that up. As having this exact conversation with folks about um, about data, you know, real estate in general, communities in general are very local, and the way data has in the past been compiled has been very proprietary. So. Um, you know the way the city of Chicago actually the way they they, they compiled data was different from the rest of the state, um, and then the state differs from all the other fifty states on how they compile data. So um, right now the data is just being dumped and logged into into proprietary systems, and and uh, whatever nerd figures out how to make all these systems talk with each other is going to be making a lot of money, and and that's that's happening, and it's not it's not just about. You know things like smart home tech. I mean, uh, uh, something that you know, Bobby, you know a lot of being in leadership. Opportunity zones, right? The way that tech, the, the way that data has been compiled at the at the county, uh, uh, at the county level, the city level, and the state level, it differs. So um, right now, there's a lot of data. There's just a lot of uh, numbers that are out there. What what everything is lacking right now is a lot of wisdom and context, just like everything else. So um, as soon as somebody adds um, that element where all the, these, these bits of data talk to each other and human beings are sitting there trying to figure out context is, is when we all win as a society. But we are way, way early right now on all of that. Um, we're still trying to figure out what to do with it. But luckily enough, what, what, what you're seeing a lot of now is a lot of open data projects that are happening. City of Chicago has got it. Uh, almost every city that I visited has um, some sort of open data project where they've literally given um, access to vendors and, and anyone who wants it the ability to access the, the various bits of data that are out there um, it, it's amazing to see it, uh, it kind of scary to see it because it's not it's it's things like you know um, utility information but things like permits and um, you know uh, adding on to a whole, all that information like roofing permits all these things yeah. that are out there that um, you start adding all of the, the not only the data that we've compiled um, from the you know the smart home tech point of view, but with the actual physical things we've done to replace them um, because of the of what the data is telling us. Now you're talking some exciting stuff that we can start predicting um, as an as an industry, as a society, what we're going to be needed five years out, ten years out, twenty years out, and that to me is the most exciting part about all of this.
0: And I feel like you're starting to talk about blockchain. That's yeah. where I was. That's what I'm hearing out of you.
2: Well, yeah, that, that, that adds to element. I mean, what ownership of things mean very soon is going to start changing. Um, I mean, you'll already look at it right now, right? You, 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 when you buy something on iTunes, you really don't own it. You, you rent it from iTunes until somebody like um, the the people who own it, like uh like the big one that's happening now, uh, any of the Marvel properties that you own on on iTunes is actually being taken away from you because <laughs> in lieu of going into proprietary streaming service that Disney is going to own, right? Um, so yeah, what ownership means is going to be very different five years out, ten years out, and and things like blockchain is going to is going to feed into that. And blockchain, while it's 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 fantastic, also gives the people who actually own the physical things um, a really awesome way to start. Being uh, to start uh, uh, to start selling things, buying things, buying the things that they own in a private way that um, that frankly um, takes kind of the skeeviness out of uh, out of all of it. That's what, 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 really what blockchain is all about. So, for example, you know, uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg would love to have kept his uh, his purchase of like fifty acres of property in Hawaii a secret because he's having so many problems of it. Blockchain could potentially solve a lot of that stuff um, along with the fact that in real time he'll be able to to as he builds property on his 50 acres of, of hawaii land be able to do a lot of really cool things with it in terms of monitoring it from california you know where he lives so this is all one big conversation we're having
1: so no boot taking it back down to the ground level if i am advising a seller and they are asking me about implementing some smart home technology What should I tell them to
2: do? Uh, from the seller's point of view, that um, the thing that they need to be aware of right now is you need to figure out, Mister Seller, how to disconnect it from the internet because as soon as it sells, you're not going to have that time <laughs> to do it anymore. I that is a
1: huge discussion right now, and yeah. I, I mean, we I feel like we need like new addenda to cover smart home technology in our forms. Like it, it's
2: not it's great. not even just about the sale too. It's about it's about showings. It's about that in uh, uh, sure. pre transaction experience. You know, I I've gone into homes. Frankly, if if I'm a, if I'm representing a buyer, the first thing I'm doing when I walk into a home is say, "Hi Alexa, Hi Siri, Hi Google." One of those three things are going to answer, and and, at, and before we even uh, pull the trigger on a transaction, you got to be aware that you're being monitored. And here in Chicago, it's not just about the internal. Uh, 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 privacy and 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 security and monitor, monitoring of of conversations that could potentially happen, you know, Chicago's got some crime issues that are happening, and which has forced a lot of people to add um, really smart um, external cameras to their homes, where I can listen to a conversation a block away. It, it, they, they are creepy, um, wow. and and to monitor that stuff and tell a seller, hey, you know what, we've got privacy implications to deal with. I know uh, you you want to monitor this stuff when people show their homes or show your home, but you know we are a, we are a state that uh, at least in Chicago, uh, you are allowed to um, to to uh, to monitor people on your on your systems, but you can't record them. Massachusetts, there it's it's crazy stuff like um, it's wiretap laws. We're going back to the forties and the fifties now. Uh, Wiretap laws actually um, uh, cover things like smart home tech, where you're not allowed to do any of that stuff. And and potentially a a um, somebody who's been in your home who's been who's been recorded can sue you. So there's a lot of local uh, legales that you have to deal with. Uh, and then and then you what we already talked about. You know, figure out how to disconnect from the internet. Figure out how to uh, take your personal information out of the uh, out of the Nest camera. Uh, disconnect it from your email address. Um, yeah, I, I, personally asked the Massachusetts, uh, general counsel of, uh, who's liable if, you know, I, I turn on accidentally my old AC unit, um, and my old, uh, my, my the, the townhouse that I just sold and the AC unit turns on in the middle of winter, destroying mm-hmm. it. Right. Cause that actually happened to me during the last purchase of my of real estate. My, my, uh, my contractor kept calling me. It's like your AC unit keeps kicking on in the middle of winter and that's not a good thing. Um, wow yeah because yeah because what what definitely happens is that it is is that you know sometimes people just forget you know Mm -hmm. it's just become so unobtrusive that it just don't understand why it is that my ac unit's not kicking on in 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 uh, in florida when it's still connected to my ac unit in chicago so you know all these all these ramifications we haven't even we haven't even had uh, issues with yet but you know, making sure that you advise your seller clients that, hey, you know what? Start thinking about this stuff now. Start thinking about the legalities now. Here's my about role as a realtor during this whole thing. Um, let's go from here is the thing. Uh, definitely, definitely ask that stuff when you're, when you're sitting down with a buyer and a seller at the orientation period.
1: So thinking about all of this, do you have any examples of things that local and state boards are doing? to take all of this into consideration? Um, are there different policies that people are putting forward to protect the consumer and to protect the realtor in these instances or anything you're hearing on that front?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of states that have, uh, again, I brought bring up Massachusetts. Massachusetts has, uh, has added some addendum to uh, some, actually it's not an addendum, but it's actually um, a, a couple of lines in their contracts about uh, smart home tech and, and uh, wiretap issues. So you're seeing a lot of those things. Um, there are some companies. I've seen companies, not associations, but some brokerages actually add that that information on there. Um, so you're seeing it kind of unevenly uh, distributed throughout the country, based primarily on things like uh, like local uh, 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 monitoring laws. Um, so anything really comes from there. So what I would suggest is anybody who's looking into this stuff, one. Look into what is legal, what is illegal, in terms of uh, security, privacy, and all that other good stuff. When it comes to when it comes to um, uh, wiretap laws, for example, um, and then go from there. Um, and it, it, you know, don't wait for your association to add this stuff. You can you could do it on your own as well. Just have an agreement saying, hey, you know what? I'm uh, it, here's uh, here's some information about smart home tech. Um, sign away here, right? Just to make sure that you acknowledge it. Um, don't be afraid to go and ask this stuff. It's a really good AEI conversation that's happening out there. And, and you know, you're, uh, you're AE in, in uh, Kansas City's smart dude. I'm sure he's already looking at that stuff now.
0: <laughs> he's okay. No. Yeah, he's fine. He's in Vegas today. You know, we got to give him a hard time. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So, um, Nobu, what haven't we asked you today that we should have asked you?
2: Oh, man. Uh, I, I think you've already pretty much covered it. You know, I, I think the thing to remember about all this stuff is that we're, it's still in its infancy. Almost everything that we're talking about with smart home tech is in its infancy. And, um, you know, I think there's a rush right now to kind of bring solutions to people that don't have problems. Like, um, I think we should be careful with things like, I think one of the things that I'm seeing a lot of is voice control, right? Um, you know, telling Alexa and Google and, and Apple to do all sorts of things. Um I still don't understand why a lot of people are like, let's put our listings on Alexa. I, I don't understand that because I've never heard anybody say, hey, what's for sale with three bedrooms around the corner from me? I, I just have never heard that type of thing. Right. So, you know, I think it's okay to kind of watch this tech uh, um, evolve and then and then on top of that, um, bring potential solutions. Um, you know, the voice control aspect I think is is, is huge. And um, I just don't see any point with listings. But if you have a really good website, which a lot of the uh, content's being fed into, start amping up things like that because it's not just about hey, um, you know, what's for sale with three bedrooms around the corner for me. It's hey, Google, what what's happening um, at the farmer's market around the corner? Mm-hmm. And if that information is coming from your website being piped into Alexa, Google, and Siri, that's that's a better solution than. Um, been just pumping in your listings which is just all gimmicky right now okay. so yeah i think that's that's pretty much pretty much it um in terms of the questions that i get a lot about this stuff it's
0: awesome so so nobu does oliver like talking to alexis uh, alexa as much as my alex does
2: oh my god yeah it, it's it <laughs> is it amazing though these kids yes! had- yeah My kid has so many problems talking to regular people, but has no problem screaming at Google <laughs> to say, "Hey, <laughs> Google, what's a fire truck sound like?" and, and you know and yeah. he, and he runs around with his fire truck in hand as Google is making a fire truck sound. It is yep. amazing. What what, ki- what what kids will do I don't know what does your yeah. kid do with this stuff
0: uh, right now his favorite thing is shopping on Amazon because he can just <laughs> say hey you know Amazon pull up this and it pulls up all of the Fortnite costumes or it pulls up all of the whatever um, and so and then now he's learned how to make his own shopping list it's a wish list it's fine yeah. no worries <laughs> it's not connected to my account he can't actually go shopping thank God yeah. Um, but yeah, it's amazing, it's, it's, right? It's amazing. So, you know what, Nobu? Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to us. It's been an absolute joy speaking with you. Um, Hopefully, I'll get to see you in Chicago in a couple of weeks for Leadership Summit.
2: Absolutely, we'll be there. Awesome. Be there.
0: We'll see you then. Thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate you. Awesome. Thanks, thank you. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye.